Hi, everyone. My name is Mark Graham, and welcome to SkewCast, the podcast that explores the who, what, why, and how of the promotional products industry. SkewCast shines a light on our industry's best work, features maverick personalities, and discusses what's really involved in running a modern promotional products business. SkewCast is the official podcast of Common Skew. If you like what you hear, make sure to keep in touch by subscribing to the show on iTunes or at our blog, community.commonskew.com. And with that, let's get to it. Today's episode is part of our SkewCon Chicago speaker series. This is where we track down our speakers who will be joining us at SKUCon in Chicago on July 12th at the Virgin Hotel. In these discussions, we'll get a sneak peek of what they'll be talking about and why their teachings are particularly important to staying ahead in the promotional products industry today. I'm super excited to welcome Regan McDonald to the podcast. Regan is the graphic designer at Right Sleeve, and she brings a whip-smart eye to the design and sales process at the company. Regan's design thinking has played a key role in how Right Sleeve has differentiated itself within the industry over the last several years. In this podcast, we'll get the chance to learn more about Regan's role as a designer and how this plays a key role in growing promotional product sales and maintaining strong gross margins. Regan, it's awesome to have you on the program. Welcome. Thank you. And this is so cool that we're doing this like live together in this office here. Isn't this cool? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to start off with uh, with the first question here. So your workshop at SKUCon yes. is titled Good Design Sells Goods. Can you give us an overview of what you'll be talking about? Yes. I think what I really wanted to say to a lot of people is, um, I mean, I don't get the feeling that a lot of distributors actually work with designers. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think when they do, it's not in-house. Um, it's someone that they call on to, you know, do some really basic stuff. And I think the idea of having someone in-house is a bit baffling for a lot of distributors um, because the idea is that they just slap the logo on the thing and, and get it done. Yeah, I think you're um, right. But that's not at all what I do. Uh, so I wanted to just sort of talk about what I bring to the table for right sleeve and for my sales reps and for the clients. Well, and I think it's an interesting point you make because a lot of distributors, and this is a general comment, but just feedback that I've received from distributors over the years is that they see graphic design as a cost center. Yes. So they see it as something, and if it's a cost center, then it's something that needs to be reduced. Yeah. Um, it needs to be uh, turned into a commodity. Um, and I think a lot of distributors will equate graphic design with, I need this JPEG logo cleaned up into vector format right. so my screen printer can print a logo right. on the t-shirt. Now, yes, right. it's a very basic general comment, but I think that that's the reason why you have that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And um, there is, you know, some aspect of that um, at Right Sleeve. And, um, you know, obviously I'm happy to do that. But my expertise is somewhere else. And right. so what I bring to the table is not redrawing logos and um, and that sort of thing. It's a real big creative sense. Right. Uh, so. Well, I mean, I think if you're a distributor principal and you need nothing but artwork cleaned up, A, you're not going to take that job because no. it's not going to be intellectually stimulating. Exactly. And B, the distributor principal could probably find some low-cost person to do that, that yeah. just focuses on that all day. And that doesn't mean they're any less or more of a designer than you are. It just means yeah. they're a different kind of designer. Yeah. And I would say that those people are more sort of the tech people, right? Um, where 
I can do the technical stuff, but uh, more often than not, that's not what I'm right on to do. Right, right, right. Um, and I know certainly at Right Sleeve, we do have relationships with people that just sure. do that kind of thing because yeah. if, if the salesperson comes up to you and says, Regan, can you redraw this JPEG artwork? They, you may give them a, you know, a nasty stare and say, I'm really busy. No, you won't. You're, you're not I'm that person. I'm a very person. nice person, but I do have a nasty stare. <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, so I'm curious, how do you work with your sales colleagues at Right Sleeve to produce a great program for the end customer? Well, I'd like to say it's a, a totally a team effort. Right. Um, because what usually happens is the client comes to them with ideas of what they want to do and the sales reps will then uh, work out a creative brief right. for me and that will have all the details of what they're looking for and what the, um, what the plan is, what they hope to achieve, what the client wants, all of that stuff. Um, and then we kind of work together to, um, to work out the program. And usually the rep will choose the product. Right. Every once in a while I have an idea that um, I think would be great and I'll pitch it. But most of the time I'm working solely on the, the design side, the creative side. Right, right, right. Um, and if I don't know the client already, I'll do a lot of research. I'll go to their website. I'll try to figure out what their story is, what their background, the history. Right. Or if we're working on a, a theme, a design theme for the client, for example, made in Canada. Right. Um, I'll research design trends within that theme. Right. So I have um, a bigger idea of, of how to bring the best image to the table for that client. It's really interesting you say that because when I hear you doing all of that additional research, it usually sounds like the kind of thing that a salesperson would be doing, right? In most True. companies, that's typically the distributor salesperson's job. And not to say that the salesperson at Right Sleeve is not doing that, but the fact that you're doing that in addition to mm -hmm. coming up with the designs is really interesting because I think it invests you more into the process and you really feel like you're part of that team as opposed to, oh, I'm the design, the weird designer that's been brought <laughs> into the sales meeting. I am that too, though. <laughs> well, but, but we but celebrate no, that here, true. right? So <laughs> That's true. No, it's true. The, the sales rep does definitely do a lot of that. Um, right. And they'll, they'll bring that information to me. But for me to actually get into the design and um, bring something really deeply creative to it, right. I need to feel sort of like I know this story right, first. Right. And I, I, it's, you know, I can't just design something off the top of my head without really understanding the client. Right. So I put the time in to, to figure out who the client is. Did you learn that before you joined Right Sleeve? Because I know that you had a deep design experience before you joined the company. Was that something that you learned in a past life or was that something that you had to learn by necessity when you came into this environment? I really think it started here. I mean, all of my design experience previous to this was like within one client. Yeah. So for example, my retail experience is within one retail right. fashion brand. Right. Obviously, you know the brand really, really well when you're working that way. Um, but here, I work on 408 clients. Right. Right. <laughs> and I can't know all of them right off the top of my head. So right. um, when I started here, I really started, especially on the camp side of things, digging into the camp history and, and learning right. about what kind of camp they were because they're so diverse. Even though it's one sort of umbrella, right, right, every right. camp has its different traditions. Right, so right. it really helped me. Um, you know, get the right design for each client. Yeah, and which is so important because even though if you use the camp and school market as maybe one uh, example of a vertical that you work with, and even though they've got so much in common, it's amazing how each of them wants to be treated as a unique individual Absolutely. client, and yeah. they don't want to feel like you're slapping the logo that you did for Camp A onto Camp B's shirts because. Right. 
save you some time. And that actually is what makes Campwright's leaf stand out from our competitors. Is right. We don't just have a, a sheet of set designs that we slap different names on. Right. We, we actually go in and, and figure out exactly what that client is and, and what right. the history is. If I can work the camp song into it, you know, I'll do that. Right, and, right. And that makes us stand out. It's a true agency experience. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's really, really cool. Okay, so I want to talk about these pesky salespeople, okay? <laughs> um, if you're a salesperson that's listening to this, you know, no offense if I think I'm calling you pesky, but... <laughs> Regan, I'm curious as to what advice you would give for salespeople that are looking to work most effectively with a designer. Uh, I think the the first thing is to give solid direction, right? Um, because a good designer, you know, is flexible and understands that revisions are, you know, a huge part of, of what we do. Yep. And um, everything that I create is ultimately for someone else. So. Right. I need to, you know, seek approvals from other people. But if we start with good direction um, and a good solid creative brief, yep. then we have fewer revisions at the other end right. and the process moves faster and and um, everybody's happy. Right. So do a bit of research before you come to your designer right. and um, have a solid brief I mean, before you start. That sounds so crazy simplistic. It is. <laughs> but... What's interesting, if I put my sales hat on and remembering back the days when I was more involved in the sales side at Right Sleeve, um, it's the same thing as an end client coming to me saying, Mark, I need a bunch of stuff for my trade show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I um, would have always pushed back and said, yeah. hey, listen, like I can't really do much with that. Yeah. And if the client is not prepared to give me anything else, then they're probably not the right client for us. Yeah. Um, and I suspect that that's the same advice that you'd have for salespeople, that if you're not willing or organized enough to give a solid creative brief to your creative partner, yeah. then you're, you're probably not going to get great results sure. and you're likely not going to have a very productive relationship. Yeah. And I've had um, some projects where the rep just gives me, you know, 25 links to, right. to various um, items. And I'm at that point, I'm like, I don't care. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to get creative because it's an overwhelming amount of stuff. Right. There's been no direction. Uh, and they haven't put the effort in. So to me, that says, they don't care either. Yeah. You know? So if they actually put the effort in, and, yep. and when it becomes more collaborative, yep. um, you know, they put the effort in, and we've talked about it, and it, it becomes like a, a more interesting project anyway. So yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, I find it. Thing. I find it really interesting, and of course, you know, you and I have had a great collaborative history on some of the stuff that we've done at Right Sleeve over the years, and you know, in um, I also in relating my experience and having worked with T Hamilton on some of the stuff for common skew with mm -hmm. the creation of the skew bot. Um, I think about that relationship and where there's a solid creative brief, there's respect for the relationship. Um, the, 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 the creative uh, part of the duo, uh, or sorry, the creative half of the duo feels like they're invested and they're really proud of the work. Right. Exactly. So when they see it out there, they're like, yeah, yeah that's, that's mine. That. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I'm, I'm, I did that. And, yeah. and I know that that's been your experience right sleeve and yeah, that you get sure. the best work when there's an emotional connection there yeah um as and opposed you get to the some best result out. from from your client too when there's an emotional connection for them totally you know? totally yeah exactly yeah so it sounds super simple but i think there, <laughs> you know there's lots of things that get in the way which is why i want to ask you this other question um why do you think the promotional products industry struggles to incorporate genuinely good design into the sales process uh, i think because so much of it really is just slapping logos on things. And um, 
I think that you know a lot of vendors have techs, as I said, that will do that side of things for right. them. They'll do mockups, they'll do presentations, you know, they'll they'll do everything, and that's like faster, cheaper, easier. So why yeah. not just do that? Um, but from my perspective, if you're using the same tech as everybody else in the industry, right. how does your stuff really stand out? You know. Yep. Um, so it's faster and easier and cheaper to do it that way, but then you're just fast, easy, and cheap. <laughs> Absolutely. You could also make the same argument that if you're using the same cup manufacturer that everyone else is using, exactly. then the really the only differentiation is price. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, that's an interesting way of putting it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I want to get into your day. Okay. I want you <laughs> to tell me, and, and maybe you're representing all creative designer uh, uh, um, types within the industry here when you say this, but I'm curious as to what your very best day looks like. And then I want you to tell me what your worst day looks okay. like. <laughs> uh, the best day is an ideal day. Putting big projects to bed, getting lots of approvals without a lot of revisions. Those are yep. awesome. Uh, and also hearing success stories for clients about about the programs that we put together. I just, all of that stuff combined is, is really great for me, you know, right. because it's like, it's like you won the game in the end, you know, so how can you not feel good about right. those days? So those are, those are the good ones where right. you sort of feel like you're achieving stuff and moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when I tell you my worst day, you'll understand why, because <laughs> the worst day I feel like Sisyphus, I just am pushing this boulder up a hill that, uh, you know, that never ends because it's revisions after revisions that don't feel like they're purposeful or moving forward, moving the projects forward. Yeah. Um, also, you know, insensitive feedback right. is frustrating because I'm a person. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, trying to make you happy. I'm doing my best. So when right. the feedback is insensitive, those, those days are pretty, right. <laughs> pretty harsh. <laughs> well, it's probably also hard, you know, given your role in the creative side of things to not think or not to take things personally, right? Like that's it's, part of your yeah, makeup. Yeah. And that's got to be hard when something that you're, you put your heart and soul into, someone just dismisses and says, sure. like, do you not understand me? Or yeah. like, this you, is juvenile. I've never seen a, a tree before. Right. You know, right, right, right. I've, heard, I've heard a lot of strange comments. Yeah. But it's true. I think you have to be pretty zen to do what I do. Because yeah. as I say, everything I do is to make someone else happy, yes. not myself. So I'm not yes. a fine artist. I'm a commercial artist. Yes. And... It might be my creative vision, but it's somebody else's product in the right. end. So, and I'm sure you've created something that you're really proud of, oh, but you would personally not wear absolutely. as a logo on your shirt, <laughs> right? I think that's yeah. fair. I I have been uh, a screen printer and involved yes. in screen printing for 20 years, and um, I never wear printed T-shirts. So. Yes. yes. <laughs> never ever. Yes. I, I wear patterns every once in a while, but yes. yeah, I. <laughs> I yeah. don't know why. I just can't do it anymore. I know. Well, you're like too close to it, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. It's, uh, you're too close exactly. to it. So, um, so I'm curious. So we've been talking about you know great days and worst days, and you know I think a part of that is a great client versus yeah. uh, a not so great client. Mm -hmm. um, I'm someone who is more apt to see the good in people, mm -hmm. and so I'm wondering. You know, we have this person who is like a jerk client, mm. right? Um, what is it? What is it that you think that we can do as salespeople or creative people to 
make it easier for a difficult client? I think the reason I'm asking you that is because I think some difficult clients are like that because they're either not educated in the process, they, they're maybe misinformed, they've got baggage they're bringing to the table, um, and they're not being guided in maybe the most effective way. Are there some things that you've learned over the years to, you know, try to set uh, a difficult client on maybe a more sane course? <laughs> well, first of all, all of my clients are amazing. I'm say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't have any bad clients. I don't know. I mean, I think communication is key, right. you know, and setting expectations early is a, is a big thing. I find that when the communication has sort of broken down and the expectations are not set early, there tends to be a lot of back and forth and um, it can end up being a really negative experience for, for everybody. Um, so, you know, easy, easy clients for me uh, are the ones that give really great direction right. um, and they trust me. Right. And they know that I know what I'm doing and they're not trying to micromanage. Um, you know, I mean, obviously they have they have a vision of what they're looking for and right. I'm trying to meet it. Right. So if we can kind of communicate what that vision is before I start, right. it's better for everybody. Right. Hence right. the whole creative brief thing and why that part is, is right. really important. So communication is, is really the key. And ironically, um, I was thinking about this the other day. My best clients, I hardly ever work with them right. because... They're happy right away. Right. So the job goes by like that right. and we're done. Right. So, you know, we don't spend a lot of time together. Right. Um, right. But that's in a way really great. You but know? you're proud of the work. It's not <laughs> exactly. like that the yeah. work is that you're not necessarily putting a lot of work and time and energy into it. It's no, just that the time all. you're investing is yeah. productive yeah. and high quality exactly. and you know that you're both on the same page. Yeah. It's such a great answer. All right. Well, I, I said that we were going to be in and out quickly here <laughs> and your answers have been phenomenal. So I want, I want to end off with you telling me about a specific project that you're the most proud of in your time at Right Sleeve. And you know, you don't need to mention client names or anything, just explain the project and why it made you feel like a rock star. Well, I actually have like a three prong answer. Yes, yes, please. (laughs) Um, So, because there've been a lot of um, really great moments for me here, uh, client wise. And um, so a specific project that I really enjoyed working on was um, for a big video game developer. And I worked with the rep to um, collaborate on ideas. And what we ended up doing is um, incorporating aspects of this uh, game developers newest uh, game, the Mm -hmm. game that they were going to launch into the swag as if the people receiving the swag were characters within the game. Wow. How cool. Yeah. It was really, really fun. It was great design. Mm -hmm. I had great stuff to work with and super good ideas from my rep. And, um, I think we kind of blew the client's head off. Yeah. I think it was, uh, a real big success moment for, for all of us. Yeah. Um, so that was really fun. I really enjoyed that. I also have another one that's uh, a more personal success story. Um, and it's not a specific one, but I like to call them the Trojan horse projects where a, a client will approve a design that's maybe a bit different for them, a bit risky, and they're taking a chance with us. Yeah. They've never worked with us before, but they're going to do it because they really like the rep or whatever, you know, whatever drew them in uh, and they approve it and it ends up being a big success story for them. Right. And then they turn all their business to us after that. So for me, that's a personal success because that's, that's directly related to, to my work. And, yeah. Um, it's the Trojan horse of getting in there sort of 
oh, we're just these, you know, nice guys doing these great designs. And then suddenly, you know, yeah. they're wowed and, and the whole business comes our way. So Right, right, right. Because design was the differentiator exactly. and yeah. they, they took a small risk, exactly. which, which I think is always a nice way of pitching it because sure. yeah. that way the client is not taking a massive risk on you yeah. and you're able to say, let us show you what we've got. And yeah. if it tanks, it tanks. Yeah. If it's yeah. amazing, then it's amazing. Yeah. Anyways, continue, please. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Totally. And, and, you know, if the rep can convince them not to just slap the logo on something and take a chance on a design, sometimes it ends up being, yep. you know, the the thing that really gets them noticed out yep. there in the world. So, yep. And people really wanting to wear the t-shirt or use the pen or whatever it is, right? Yep. Um, so, and the last part of that, I want to just say that um, sometimes it's not even about getting my designs used at all. Mm. Uh, sometimes I'll put a lot of time and effort into uh, presentation um, and we don't end up using anything. And we've had quite a few of those instances. Yep. Uh, but what happens with that is that the client sees the possibilities. And so it's not just a generic presentation with their logo on everything that some tech at the vendor has put together for them. And it's not the same thing everybody else is pitching. Right. It's an idea book that kind of opens their minds to, right. to you know, thinking. And sometimes in the end, they never use anything that I've done and I've put hours into it. And yes, from a sales perspective, that seems like a loss. Right. But the gain is that they work with us. Right. And, and maybe the, you know, a funny analogy there is you going in with this amazing design and then they order the black t-shirt. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it and, happens all the time. And you're like, what's up with that? <laughs> right. And I think there's probably lots of people listening to this would laugh too, but it, it's true. But then the next time they come and say, well, maybe we'll be a yeah, little we'll bit more adventurous. Yeah. Or they never order anything adventurous exactly. because they're a more conservative institution, but the marketing person there wants to feel creative. Yeah. And, exactly. Yeah. But then they order the white polo shirt. Yeah. And <laughs> At the end of the day, this is a product business. So exactly, yeah. yeah. So as I say, that me that for me is like is the Zen aspect or part of the uh, Zen aspect. It's yeah. sort of you know I know I'm I'm making this beautiful sand mandala, you know, uh, that's just going to get blown away and, right. and never used and never seen again. And right. That's, that's totally okay with me as long as it's wowing people and yep. bringing the business in and making my reps look like rock stars. Then yep. That's the part that matters. Yep. Yeah. Well, Regan. This was amazing. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time. I know that your time is very, very, um, you know, you're under stress right now. There's lots of deliverables and, uh, and you've taken uh, 25 minutes out of your day and really, really appreciate it. So this Thank was you. wonderful. Thank you. Absolutely. Great. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of SKUcast. Be sure to keep up with our latest content by subscribing to SKUcast on iTunes or to our blog at community dot com and skew dot com until next time friends thanks so much for listening mm-hmm.